they're still telling you that your frizzy hair is out of control. They're still mm-hmm. telling you that you're aging. They're still telling you that your hair is dry. I want everyone to, your hair is not as dry as you think. The oiliest, greasiest people out there that have my hair's dry. Your hair is dry. Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Hey everyone, have you heard of Karg Shears? As a cutting specialist, they're now the only shears that I use. Their patent-pending zero-gravity tension system makes cutting easy and effortless. Karg Slide technology creates zero drag in the hair, which makes my job 100 times easier. Karg has shears for wet and dry cutting, and shears for all of our lovely lefties. Besides making amazing shears, they provide their clients with supreme white glove service for shear maintenance and repair. Tap the link in our episode description to unlock a permanent 20% off all of your Karg shear purchases. David, let's talk about the sexiest topic in our industry today. What's that? Business insurance, which is why we have teamed up with Guild, spelled G-I-L-D. Guild Insurance has streamlined the business insurance process by evaluating multiple insurance providers. They find you the partner that you deserve in just minutes. We partnered with Guild because they are shaking up the insurance industry as much as we are shaking up the beauty industry. Guild offers business guidance and resources even after you're fully insured. They're making insurance inclusive and personalized. To learn more about Guild and your business insurance options, visit your Guild. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste. SalonScale Software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. We are talking about the big truth about big beauty. I never thought in a million years that big brands would pay attention to us. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. Which is why it was okay to always like, talk about them because I'm like we're just these like two young kids Mm -hmm. that have a lot to say about big brands in the beauty world well that's how we started that's how we started and I still feel like that Mm -hmm. and it gets us in trouble oh like mentally mentally I still feel like we're just two kids from Brooklyn yeah talking about yeah nonsense in the industry but now like the way you're running the show but now that but now everyone's paying attention and now we're like now it's it's a little bit scarier it's terrifying but the beauty is we're not going to change what we're saying no absolutely not (laughs) And the right brands are partnering with us. They're calling us. They're asking us questions. How can we hear what you're saying? How can we do it differently? Like, that's been really cool, I think. Yeah, it's funny because I don't know if we're just screaming the loudest because I know we're not the only ones screaming this. Everyone agrees with us. We have a large—that's why we have a large following. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's very few people that actually, at the core of it, disagree with us. I don't think people agree with everything we say. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, okay. that's fine. But I think at the core, everyone's like, yeah, like— Something needs to change. And I think the biggest thing that everyone can agree on is that hairdressers and salon owners are the ones that should be in charge of how products are moved through our industry. Yeah. That's it. It's not it's When not a that. lot of the product companies aren't based, like, the big product companies aren't always uh, on the CEO level, on the, on the higher up level hairstylists. They're business owners or business entrepreneurs or, you know, whatever that might yeah. be. And the, the thing is, like, people get really mad when they're like, you know, I love working for said brand, 
And we're like, that's great. And they're like, you know, you saying switch to affiliate links and don't carry all this product on your shelf. Like, you know, this brand has been so good to me. And that's great. But also, are you asking the big questions of how this brand is going to help you make more money long term? And also, have they been good to you or like you just— Or are you just part of it? Are you just part of what they do? Sometimes people can confuse community with like an emotional attachment— Especially creative people. I mean, yeah. And also, you know, if we really look up the definition of a cult, <laughs> like. <laughs> Listen, everyone, everyone thinks that our company is a cult. I mean, people, not everyone, but the people that don't like us, they're like, they want you to do this. And they make you do this. It's funny because all those people work for companies that are actually doing that. To yeah. Them. And I think what makes something cult-like is when they take away your ability to critically think and to choose for yourself. And I think we're the opposite of that. We're like, no, think, like use critical thinking, make choices for yourself. That's the opposite of cult behavior. You don't have to agree with us, but please, please activate that critical thinking method. Yeah. Let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up to like the 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) Middle school for us. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So... I, I when I think about half our listeners did not understand what you that I know half because I'm know. in my thirties <laughs> so I'm sure but the ones that was a get, Wayne's World reference the ones who get it get it uh, so <laughs> basically we have a new engineer and they are laughing <laughs> at us so okay let's back it up when I think about the industry everything was very and I've talked about this before it was very artist centric like. Sassoon, like you were the artist, you were the creative, you were on the brink of hairstyles, and you used products to support that art. Product companies were like— I mean, Vidal Sassoon wasn't 1950, but you get No, it. no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm thinking—I'm <laughs> going into the 70s now. Like, I'm going—you know, I'm going, I'm going. So I'm, I'm growing from the 1950s. When we think about this, too, obviously it was a genius marketing tool. The hair industry didn't have the products like we do now— Um, Well, there were no rules. There were no rules, yeah. And so, obviously, there was a market for it. Like any business, it's the beautiful part of America is we can see a need and create a corporation out of it. And basically, they created product lines and then more came and more came and more came. And I'm going to flash forward here in a second. Obviously, those product companies grew so much on a method that— now is outdated. And now we're seeing all these smaller companies come up and gain fame and gain notoriety. What's funny is that I'm sure in the next 10, 15 years, those smaller brands that we're loving now will be obsolete in the sense of they need to change. And there's going to be an uprising of another, you know, young company being like, you're an asshole. And then it's going to be this vicious That's just how it works. Absolutely. We are thrilled to announce our partnership with Salon Interactive, Finally, a company that is helping put the power of retailing back into the hands of salon owners and hairdressers. No more stocking retail shelves with thousands of dollars worth of product that are just collecting dust. Salon Interactive allows you to sell entirely online directly to your clients. And the best part is you get to take home a large commission. We know that the world of e-commerce can be scary and confusing, and that's why we love Salon Interactive. It's a free tool that allows you to sell the professional products you want from the brands that you love without having to spend a dime. Visit saloninteractive.com DTH to get started. Let me ask you a question. What's your favorite booking software? I'm glad you asked. Gloss Genius. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. 
I love them. You and I both know that marketing is very important, but also very hard to do. Gloss Genius has made it easy with text and email marketing directly to your clients. We are excited to share with our DTH listeners. You'll get the first month free on us as well as your very own stunning credit card reader. Usually $80. To sign up, head to the App Store and download Gloss Genius and enter the code DESTROY. See you there. Soap was made not as an actual... It wasn't made out of a necessity. It was made out of... There's a whole thing on... Netflix. Uh, there's a show called Explained, which I'm sure everyone has heard of. Mm-hmm. And they talk about soap. And they marketed soap, the way they marketed it, is by telling people that they smelled bad. Mm. So Febreze did that, too. Telling you that you're dirty, you smell bad. Yeah. The marketing was racist. It would show, like, black children being scrubbed down and then turning white. Like, it was hor- – you have to watch this episode. It is horrendous. But that – I hate to say it. I'm not saying that big companies are doing those racist things to that level. But they're still telling you that your frizzy hair is out of control. They're still Mm -hmm. telling you that you're aging. They're still telling you that your hair is dry. I want everyone to your hair is not as dry as you think. Yeah. Like everyone thinks their hair is dry. Yeah. The oiliest, greasiest people out there that have. My hair is dry. (laughs) Your hair is dry. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's. Because society, even outside of, like, being in the industry, look at it from a consumer perspective. Or, like, yeah, consumer perspective. Like, if you weren't a hairdresser, what is the world telling you? Like, specifically, as anyone that identifies as a woman, you are being told constantly, this will keep you young. This will keep you pretty. Well, look at male advertising. Yeah. Everything's masculine. I love, too, that we can use the same razor, but mine costs (laughs) more than yours because it's pink. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same with deodorant. I think women's, you know, I'm doing air quotes, women's deodorant is much stronger than men's. Mm-hmm. Like, men's deodorant does not work, in my opinion. I actually use men's deodorant. See, this is this is where it's like, it has nothing. Like, I only use it. It has nothing to do with men or women, or it's all to do with just marketing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about these products that is for men or for women, or however that works. We as a company have not partnered with brands or won't partner with brands that have male or female products. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah. How it works anymore. It's not how it should work. And when you see a male and female line, it's just, it is just marketing. Yeah. There is nothing about that that was created for a man or a woman Mm -hmm. besides propaganda. Yeah. But even as a gay kid growing up, everything about male advertising was about how masculine you were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the, I'm not very masculine. And so there was a level of like, something's wrong with me Mm because that's what men, that's men are supposed to look like this. They're supposed to talk like this. They're supposed to act like that. Like, that's why we're so mad at big beauty brands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep feeding into it. Just make a product for a specific thing. Like that's that's what I love about a lot of these smaller brands, is because it literally is just like we've made six products. This is what they do. Use them how you wish. Right. You know, teach your clients how to use them for specific things. Like, like Reverie. Yeah. Exactly. Reverie, we've partnered with them because they're a company that they just they just make great they get it. Great product. And it's all Love you, Garrett. Eco conscious and all the all the good stuff that you want, but more than that, it's for every single person. Mm-hmm. That's why we like Hair Story. Hair Story makes it there's no male, female version. There's yeah. you know. There's a ton of them. Like Cotton King does it. Like there's a ton of like smaller product brands that are really coming up like to really help
help and encourage our industry. And I think, again, like not um, when it goes back to the bigger companies, they're massively successful. Like the amount of education that's provided, the amount of community, like beautiful things have come out of these big corporations, but a lot of negativity and toxicity have come from it too. Like if you're not a part of it. But everyone's getting paid less than those. Like Oh, educators? Educators and people from the actual beauty industry get like, paid less and less and less every year with these companies. Yeah. Well, that's my point is like we have to start asking how is this company going to shift and change? Because Gen Z is not going to handle it. They're not that. having it. They're not freaking having it. Like, they want to be a part of things that are going to affect global change and not just because, like, your organization donated to, like, a charity in, you know, Australia. What are you really doing on a bigger level? And every blockage comes with, well, we can't do that with that ingredient because— you know, it's just not possible to source it on that level or we can't bring anything to affiliate links because, you know, we just don't have the backing. It's like when there is a blockage and an inability to change, that's when we have to start asking, like, the industry is changing every day. Like, are you getting on board or are you not? Because what's funny is that we saw a ton of big beauty brands create affiliate links during, during the, the shutdown. During the pandemic, yeah. And you know what they did immediately? They took them away. Took them away. <laughs> And I'm like, what are we doing? For two seconds, I was like, yes. It, it's not the product that I have an issue with. It's the, the structure it's of the business, the way it's moved, the way we are, you know. And you talk all about it all the time. It's like the relationship ends when? When the salon owner buys the product. Yeah. That's it. You you are the consumer. And I think hairdressers are forgetting that they are the client. People, especially salon owners, are convinced that big product companies are partnering with you. They're not partnering with you. They are selling to you. You buy from them. They're done. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you— That's like saying you partner with Target. I'm partnered with Target. <laughs> you know what I mean? I spend so much time in Target. Well, like think about it this way. like If you were to start selling clothing, mm -hmm. when you buy the clothing before you change it or alter it, but when you buy it from whoever you're buying it from— that person doesn't care what you do with it after that. Mm -hmm. That sale has been made. Their product was sold. We make this garment. We sell it to you. Do whatever the fuck you want with mm -hmm. it. It's the same thing that's happening in our in our industry, except we don't get to make alterations. Mm -hmm. We barely get to choose how much we sell things for. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, we're going to sell this product to you for $10, but we recommend you mark it up to only this. And that recommendation is not a recommendation. You don't have a choice because if you mark it up higher, the people down the road are going to— are doing a different price, Target's doing a different price. Like, you have been dealt a hand of cards that you will not, well, they, you will not win with. Yeah. I mean, you, that's the part that we're trying to help saloners understand. It's not that everyone's evil and out to get you. It's just that there's a, you've been part of a system that you didn't know has been taking advantage of you the whole time. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to make two different points. One on a perspective of, um, a hairdresser salon owner, where the fight is, well, these brands have been um, good to me. They've, you know, supported me, like all of these things. And I think that's that's wonderful. You can be in love with it. But you have to ask yourself, um, you know, if your business closed, is that brand going to care? If, if you, you know, passed away or something awful happened, are they throwing you, you know, no, a legacy no, party. No, there's no connection. There's no yeah. connection. And so that's, I think, people put that emotional weight on on a business of you need to care about this. And then when they don't, they're like, 
oh, okay, so now I'm going to switch to the perspective of the business. I get it. How could you absolutely keep track of all the people consuming you? But you've set up a society to make it feel like a family and then have hurt people in the process. And I think— the whole family, the whole cultural family thing— and that we've talked hard. to some bigger brands, and and I get where they could feel helpless because there's so much money involved. It's like, how could you possibly think about taking a risk and shifting? Like, there's so much money involved that they're like, we can't change anything because we will lose what we have built. And a lot of these people but started, like, small brands. Like They're going to lose what they've built anyway. Exactly, if they don't If change. they don't change. That's the irony of what we mm-hmm. talk about is that— the companies that do reach out to us, and, and there are there have been a lot of big com- big brand companies that re- have reached out to us because they know that stuff is coming. They know change is coming. They know people are, and then there's us basically broadcasting to our to the whole beauty industry to not put up with this anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have two choices: you can demonize us and try to like shut us down, which has also happened, mm-hmm. or you can be like, we want to partner up with you. We want to learn from you so we can make it better for hairdressers, salon owners, and everyone in the beauty industry. And as always, we always invite people to have that conversation. And by the way, we're not saying that our way is right. We don't we don't know the right way to make everything better, but we do know that people have to start having conversations and big corporations do need to start listening to the hairdressers, hairdressers who are the ones that are doing all of the groundwork of moving retail. Mm-hmm. And so when we request that we change how we move retail so we can actually make money off of it, the answer should be absolutely not no. Let us introduce you to one of our favorite product companies, Reverie. Reverie is hair care for all humans, no matter your hair type. Their clean and innovative formulas nurture the integrity of your hair for unrivaled results. Reverie is made intentionally in California. Their mindfully sourced vegan ingredients and environmentally friendly packaging showcases their commitment to creating alchemy in a bottle. Reverie was created in 2011 by Garrett Markinson and continues to be a family-owned and operated business to this day. Tap the link in the episode description to get connected with our friends over at Reverie. I promise you there is a way to be a multi-billion dollar product company and still benefit the hairdresser to not go in debt to be a part of your company. Right. And to still feel connected and unified and... Is that the word? Respected would, Respected be, a, would be a good word. Without feeling like you... Um, my fi- well, my favorite thing is this. I just, you know, I, I love working with them because they give me free education. No, they don't. You're paying for they, it. You pay for the education through buying products from them. Like, they're making so much money off you that they can give you free education. Because the reality is if it was free, they wouldn't say, oh, well, you didn't hear, hit this dollar amount. Right. You can't get the free class because you didn't hit this dollar amount. Or they give me points for back bar. It's not points. They're just using the money that you've been paying them to give you back bar. It's, it's again, just using the critical thinking. Yeah. Words like free or points or things like, it's like credit Loyalty cards. Credits, credit cards that give you points. It's not points. I'm you, buying those points. You're buying those points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, can you use them for things for sure, but you are still paying for them. And I think that's the misconception that, like, call it what it is. Like, point systems are great. Yeah. But when people really get lost in the illusion of the fact that it is gift versus that they have earned that, that's the delusion that we're trying to, like, uh, expose because— you you don't get a free donut at the end of your punch card without buying 10 before that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you bought that donut. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I think that's, again, not 
it's not that there's anything, it's not like that everything has to change, but we as hairdressers have to wake up to just some of the obvious just like when they say, oh, well, you get free points, just be like, thank you so much. I get that. It's, you know, I also realize it's not free, but let me let me figure out if I want to have this relationship with the company not based on that. Mm-hmm. Because when you base it on that bullshit, that's when the relationship gets really toxic. You yeah. start to resent them. I don't know. I'd rather work with a company that's like, we don't do points. We don't do anything. We don't, we don't do any you of that. You want our product, buy it. You want to use it, take it. Yeah. Like, how can we help? Like That's it. I, and I think what's really cool, too, is um, – Another one of our partners, Salon Interactive, oh, yeah. has created a way for you to have an affiliate link without carrying product on the shelf, which obviously if you've been listening to teach, you know is a big deal. And what's cool about this is, you know, there's I think the problem Well, what's w- cool about it is it's free. Oh, it's free. It's yeah. legit free. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem with the bigger corporations is that there's so much competition within each other that they've created this really toxic community, like, oh, use these products. I think that's the thing too is like there's so many hiccups of like you can't use this if you carry this or you can't and it's like why can't the artist decide I want these two products from this line because they benefit my clients this way. I want these two products because they do this to my color clients. I want these two products. You as a product company are still profiting. You have a consumer still buying the products. Let the artist decide. Like I don't understand why that's a big deal. It's kind of my soapbox now. No, it's true. So with Salon Interactive, you set up a storefront. It's better than affiliate links in the sense that it's a marketplace, mm-hmm. which means that you are guaranteed. Like it's like an online store. Yeah, but also an affiliate link. A person, if a person doesn't use that link, mm-hmm. they might think they're using that link, but they're going to the website. So then you're really not getting credit. At yeah, least you have with, to be very sure your clients know where that link lives. Right. So at least with a marketplace the only way they can get access to your storefront is through your storefront mm-hmm. which so it's a little bit of a more it's an affiliate link on steroids mm-hmm. and that is what's great about it is that instead of having all these links it's one storefront and then i can carry whatever i want and they're always adding new brands you can request that they carry new brands and it's just you get 25% commission i think that's like the lowest i know commission for doing absolutely nothing is exactly how I'd like to make money. Hey, (laughs) I have no products within my space. Would you like to buy them online and have the manufacturer ship them to you, to your door? You could set up subscriptions. Subscriptions. I know. Salon Interactive does subscriptions, and they're not discounted. Yeah. Which, for consumers, sucks, but for for hairdressers, it's great. Like. Mm A subscription is not, you don't get a discount for subscribing. A subscription is a benefit to you. So they can subscribe and you just keep making that commission. This is turning into a salon interactive sale. But <laughs> it's it's the first company that we've worked with that's like mm-hmm. 100% on board with what we are talking about and have been talking about. I hope there's more. I really hope more come. I can't wait for the day that like affiliate links and just online links are just like, like the norm. Well, for our Canadian listeners, I can't wait. For the day till you get something. I know. Because Canada is not doing the affiliate anything. And I understand every, all of our students in Canada are like, it's hard here. There's mm-hmm. there's some small companies that are doing some things. But we're fighting for you. We have talks with Salon Interactive all the time about Canada. And then our Australian people, that's a whole other. It's a whole. We're very big in Australia. I don't know why. <laughs> Most of our podcast listens come from Australia and Austin. Yeah, Texas and Australia. Those are our two biggest listeners. Oh, my goodness. But for any big brands or people that work for big brands that listen to us on our podcast, it's like these things are going to happen. We're not 
we're not the one making these things happen. DTH is the one talking about what's happening. Mm-hmm. But these things are going to happen no matter what. Technology is going to... Your market, your clientele is going to shift to somewhere else because you're not offering what they need long term. Yeah. So it's like, it's not your product that's an issue. Like all these brands that we talk about, these big beauty brands, like a lot of the products are amazing. That's not the issue. The product isn't the issue. It's it's the way the business and interaction is done with the hairstylist. And again, going back to how the product is moved. Right. That's the issue that we have to change. Okay, <laughs> <Hey>, bye. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say. I know. I mean, that's it. I think I. I just hope. Um, I hope hairstylists uh, just just start doing the research. Like, start. I think we just really challenge people to critically think, and in critical thinking can also be like, yeah, I know how this works, and I still am staying and using this spot. That's fine. By the way, but sales reps mm-hmm. terrified of DTH. <laughs> I know, and I feel bad because what we are talking about does shift their career. Mm-hmm. But we're not saying that sales reps have to go away. But sales Oh, reps, I actually think they could be used in a in a better way. Absolutely. Sales reps don't need to be traveling by car mm-hmm. from location to location. Like that we have something called the internet. My favorite thing is all <laughs> these green companies that have sales reps trucking it around in mm-hmm. cars all day. That's not green. Mm-mm. Get on a bike. It would be so much more valuable for sales reps to work on getting salons set up, supporting them, setting, getting set them set up with their affiliate links. That should be the goal is like, how can I get every hairstylist in this area yeah. to have a link to buy products direct from the consumer and sell direct to the and client? And you know how you could pay and you could do it sales all from reps home. by giving them a part, a portion of that um, yeah, affiliate sale. I don't know. They don't, don't have to leave their house. They don't have to get in a car and travel around. They can just money is different now. It moves differently. It has a different life. And we have to connect to it differently. It's no longer check in, check out, get my paycheck. It's like the world is 24-7. The money is 24. It's all just happening all the time, all at once. And so that's why affiliate links work. You can make money in your sleep. That's just how it's going to be. And then you'll have your it's physical called the influencer. Yeah, it's influencing. Remember when influencing first started? We all hated it. We're like, these influence, and then now it's we're like, all everyone's just influencing everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Are you the influencer? Or are you the influencee? <laughs> <laughs> they get it. <sighs> that's all I have on this topic. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. That's why people go into hair school and invest all that money and take that risk is so they can make six figures. They want to make six figures. That's like create a business and do this. I'm going to go to this technical school so I can make money. So we're stopping people from the ability to make money when they've invested in a career to make money. And if you're a salon owner and you are sitting there training all of these people for so long and then they leave, then you get mad. That's on you. 